Hello out there and welcome. My name is Sharon Frosch and I am the Chief Operating Officer of the Discover Your Path You platform where we believe that every life can teach and everyone can grow. To that end, I'm also the host of this show, The Connection Sessions, where we bring together practitioners, entrepreneurs, marketers, spiritualists, mentors, and students in an effort to connect to community, learn from each other, and grow. Today I have with me, honestly, one of my favorite peeps on the planet, Alex from Purpose Purpose Pioneers. She is just one of these amazing like forces of nature, the kind of person that walks into a room and absolutely just revolutionizes whatever energy is in the room. And she likes to focus on living life and creating business from that sweet spot of purpose meeting profit. So Alex, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with the audience a little bit about yourself, how you got into life coaching and what's drawn you to this niche. Yeah, well, one, the first thing that came out of your mouth was your belief statement. That's what we teach. You're a purpose pioneer. I was like oozing right at that. So I always start with my belief statement and the world I want to create. So I really believe in creating this world where people fully align what they do to make money with what they do to experience meaning and fulfillment. It's that beautiful balance of purpose and profit, of meaning and money. Mm -hmm. And I really believe we are just in the most opportune time in in the economy, in our lives, like where we're at to take advantage of that and to take full ownership of living in that sweet spot. Because it's really all about freedom to, to do and be what we want and also that fulfillment, right? Like when we have a lot of money, but it's not connected to our soul, then we'll feel empty. But if we're doing something that we're so passionate about, but it can't pay the bills, then we're going to get frustrated. So it's that beautiful, beautiful sweet spot. And that inspired and empowered me to co-found my company, Purpose Pioneers, with my business partner, Thomas, where we empower other purpose-driven coaches to build a really sturdy foundation to their business through a system that we created called the Purpose and Profit Alignment System. And what that does is it empowers them with clarity and what the heck they're doing, what they're saying, right? How to bring their gift to the world in a purposeful and profitable way and really just gives them the confidence that they need to know that they can be an entrepreneur and they can be a leader and they can change lives and get paid for it. Fantastic. Would you mind sharing with the audience, what do you mean by purpose driven? Yeah. So the way that I see purpose driven, it's a few things. So one is wanting to use business as a force for good, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to use this vehicle of business and entrepreneurship as a way to transform and a way to change lives. And another way I see purpose-driven is someone who is so committed to this thing that's bigger than themselves that they, they're diving into the arena, they're risking it all to, for this higher purpose to make the world and what's in it better. Like that's, it's, it's this calling and this thing just pulling them towards this vision that maybe not many other people can see, but they see it. Kind of that daring greatly like Brene Brown talks about. Exactly. Yeah. She talks a lot about being in the arena. Yeah. And that's, that's what Purpose Driven is all about. Purpose pioneers, like going first, being courageous, diving into the unknown when no one else wants to, because someone, someone's going to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think one of the most powerful things that Brene teaches, and I, you guys teach this too, is that if you're going to live inside this arena, if you're actually going to lay it all out on the line and you're going to go for what it is that you believe in and live from this place of purpose, you can't take the opinions of people sit, sitting in the cheap seats, right? You can't let people who aren't willing to go out there and live by their purpose yeah. cut your legs out from underneath you with their opinions because their opinions are soft because they're not willing to actually put, 
put their money where their mouth is, correct? Exactly. Yeah. I, I just saw a video clip like scrolling through social media of her saying like, I don't want to hear your opinions unless you're in the arena with me. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's easy to talk from the sidelines and it's easy to judge and it's easy to project, but it's hard when you're in the arena, it's hard and it's scary. Yeah. And it, you know, I know for me, I'm, I'm life's throwing me curveballs. I'm getting beat down, but the, the fulfillment and the liberation and the self-awareness and the magic that happens inside the arena makes all the shit worth it. <laughs> Doesn't it though? It, it's, it's yeah. that I think a lot of us spend a great deal of time formulating plans and ideas for how to avoid pain, not understanding that pain lasts maybe 90 seconds in the body, that actual emotional experience of pain. Yeah. But that suffering that we create for ourselves, trying to avoid pain, isn't that literally the thing that keeps us from living our purpose in the first place? Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, the, the well, avoidance, I think, is a whole, that's a whole other cookie that, that yeah. we can address. And, and I think it's the greatest opportunity to always ask ourselves, what am I avoiding? Yeah. And always say, what am I scared to face? Or if I see it in someone that I love, what are you scared to face? Because I can see that you're emotionally and spiritually holding yourself back right now. Yeah. What are you scared you're going to uncover? And then on the flip side, I like to always shine light in in that seemingly dark position. So what am I scared I'm going to face? But what could I gain? What could I uncover? Right? We're always so focused on the negative. And we're focused on like, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to, all this bad stuff's going to happen. But there's a whole other side of the good that can happen and, the, and the, the greatness that can happen. I like to focus on both. Yeah. That's that balance that you guys talk about. I love the way that you guys talk about above the line and below the line that there, you, there's all that stuff below the line that we're constantly focusing on. And for a lot of us, that's a lot of the reason for why we can't keep our heads like the proverbial above water. We can't seem to keep, seem to keep our heads above the line because we're so focused in what's beneath the line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, above the line, below the line, it's just a great mental tool for abundance, abundant thinking or scarce thinking. Yeah. I think everything comes down to, it can fall into those two categories, right? Am I, am I abundant? Am I above the line? Can I see into my future and, and yeah. into what I want to do, even if there's so much guck on me right now and I'm going through a lot of stuff or can I just not even see past my nose? And, and then the next question is, am I, am I not willing? Am I not willing to see? Yeah. And that's the thing. When I was getting sober, one of the things that my sponsor always talked to me about was willingness is the only thing that you cannot teach another human being. You can teach another human being honesty. You can teach them integrity, but you can't teach them to be willing. It's the one thing, our freedom of will, our willpower is the one thing that's unique and sovereign to us as beings. So teaching somebody to be willing (laughs) is impossible. I love that. Wow. That's, I feel like that was a really powerful thing to be taught in that, yes. in that transformation and transition in your life. It really is. And she would take us like, cause we would get together as a, you know, as a, as a, what we called a sober family, her and her other sponsees and our grand sponsor. And we would talk about, okay, so maybe you're not willing right now. Are you willing to be willing? Are you willing to be willing to be willing? And she, you could take it back as many willings as you needed to until you found that place. And then you can just work through everything that you've set in front of you. But it's 
for me, one of the things that I see life coaches doing, and I know that this is what you guys focus on pretty, pretty heavily is that place of, are you willing to step into your greatness? Not, are you willing to take chances? Not, are you willing to fail, but are you willing to step into your greatness? Because I, I don't know if you can agree with me here or not, but I seem to feel that more people are afraid of being great than they are failing. You know, it's so funny. I just had this conversation like three years ago. <laughs> of course, duh. I was saying, I was, I was, I literally said, do you understand what it takes to be great? Yeah. And they were like, no. I'm like, let me tell you. And how I see the word great is enlightenment, being woke, being self-aware. Like it's not just, you know, being at the top and being rich. The way I see great encompasses a lot. And yeah, I agree. It takes so much to be great. And I think I'm, I'm totally on point with you. I think people aren't willing to be great. I don't think they want to step into their own greatness because with greatness comes great responsibility, comes great self-awareness. Like I literally dive into my pain every day and it is, it's a job. It is, right? <laughs> it's a full-time job. I wish someone would pay me for this. <laughs> Internally every day, I want to be on salary, but yeah, it's not, it's not hard. It's really not. It's really not. And one of the things that I love is that you included awareness and enlightenment and presence in that greatness, because I think in our current society, when we think of greatness, what we think of is success, but it's true that nothing fails like success, nothing, because you're successful. And then you spend all your time trying to maintain that success. You spend all your time, you know, absolutely spun in your head about who's saying what about me and is it true or is it not true? Nothing actually brings internal failure like external success if you don't have that underlying awareness and that underlying consciousness, correct? 100%. And I experienced this on a very small scale with my first company. So I did the whole cool, like started a tech company out of my college dorm room. It was awesome. I was like... Mark Zuckerberg, I like loved him. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be my path. Like, I just, I loved that whole scene. And I, I graduated, I got into this accelerator, I won an award, I had all these like accolades. And I was close to getting this big investment, like all these things. And inside, and at this time, oh my God, I was 21. I was yeah. 20, 21. Like, and everyone's like, holy shit, who's, who's this freaking firecracker doing all this stuff? And it was awesome externally. And inside, I felt terrible. I was unfulfilled. I was not happy. I felt like I was relying on everybody else. I felt like this physical pressure on my shoulders. Like, I felt like I had to be superwoman. And I was like, all right, hold on. This is, this is not what I thought entrepreneurship was. So let me take a step back. Yeah. And I, I had to... I actually did a talk about this to a college. I had to achieve on purpose. And this is, a, I think this is a big opportunity for people in like corporate America. They're big week executives and they're getting all these accolades and it's all this great stuff, but how they feeling inside is that that award that they're getting or that raise that they got or that big contract, is that getting them closer inside or is it tearing them apart? Yeah. I experienced that for like a couple years, two years, and it sucked. 
It really does. Alan Watts talks about this, that when you create something, like when you're an entrepreneur and your product is money, it's a completely different internal experience than when your product is something that you have put your heart and soul into. So I can imagine that the experience of starting that tech company where your end result, your product was money, and then moving into this new company where your product is purpose, that the emotional experience must just be like, dude, like night and day, right? Night and day. I mean, my business partner, Thomas, can attest to this. He's like, I have been watching you unravel and transform before my eyes. And I was like, one, I receive that. And I, I can see it too. Like I am now able to take a step back and see what I've been transforming and uncovering. And for me, it's been the masculine and feminine energy. So the masculine, as we know, is the do, 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 go, go, go. And we need that. And then the feminine is the be in the flow. And we need that too. Yeah. I was, I was, I'm feminine at my core, but I was living in this masculine world and driven and money. And that's why I felt completely imbalanced and not whole, but yeah. I didn't know what the hell was going to make me whole. I didn't know where to look. It's like, I don't, this is what I was taught. This is what I know how to do. So what's cool is that intuition of I need to step into my purpose first. Yeah. It, it just organically led me down this journey of stepping into my, my core energy and my divine feminine. And now I'm able to understand how to use both of them to yeah. my in my life and especially in my business. I think what's so amazing about you and Thomas is that you're a female, but your energy is very masculine in that you are the go-getter. You're the, oh, passion, get out there, get it done. <laughs> and he's a man, but he has this calming, just embracing energy about him. And the mix of you two, that's the way my parents were. My mother was very much so the father and my yeah. father was very much so the mother. Yeah. And there's just something about that masculine energy coming from a beautiful face with blonde hair and that feminine energy coming from, you know, like a face with whiskers. That's amazing. There's something about that that just really tweaks your perspective on balance, doesn't it? You so beautifully articulated that. Yes. I think it, the, the, the contrast and the, the opposite in us empowers us to build this beautiful friendship and business partnership and relation that they get Thomas, who's the man who can hold the space and they love that they get Alex, who's like this crazy firecracker that doesn't let me do anything but be great. They they love it. And it's really cool. It's like our clients build different relationships with both of us and they, they're like, okay, what's this thing I'm experiencing? Alex is better for that or Thomas is better for that. Yeah. And to me that's cool. It's this beautiful, like holistic energetic experience for us as as the leaders of our movement and for the people that we transform it's it's fun to me it's it's light it really is i know you got to go shortly but i'd like you to speak for just a moment on what it's like you speaking of creating business from purpose what is it like stepping into this new venture now where you're helping people become the speakers that they want to be from having you know been somebody who's on stage and now develops the majority of your clients from your personal speaking engagements yeah, thank you for asking that because this uh, this is my thing right now. I'm so excited to step into this. So the first part I see about business as a coach is you got to build that sturdy foundation. You got to know who you're serving, how yeah. you're serving them, and bring in, bring in those clients who are ready to transform and they're ready to be transformed by you. So that's the first step. But what I noticed is I was losing my marbles just doing the online stuff. Like, yes, this show is amazing, but how, how much better would it be if we were live in person, right? But 
The internet creates that space for us to hang out virtually, be online and reach people that we, I would have never met you if it wasn't for the online space. So I am so grateful and I do believe we have to start there. Let's get that, that foundation of all of our online stuff. Let's build our presence, build our audience. But to me and what I noticed in myself and in my clients, there comes a time you're like, I'm going to close the laptop. I'm done with Zoom. I need to get my butt out there. Like there's yeah. nothing can replace that in-person human connection. So I, I just took a step back and I recognized that over the past two years, I've been using speaking as the number one way to grow my business. And then I, I started testing some stuff out with my current clients and it just led to this beautiful evolution of yes we need you to build your online stuff but we also i want you to be out on stage using your speaking gift to spark that magic to create that in-person human connection and then of course connect it to your coaching business because i don't because with me at one point i was just speaking to speak and then the gift really goes to wave you're not using it to, to fuel to your business and then and then those weird murky like unworthy feelings doubt fear comes up so it's about connecting the beautiful to your gift to speak and your gift to transform people and yeah. using that balance of the online and the offline world so we don't get lost in the sauce and, and just either or well that is some profound shit there lady i'm really <laughs> glad that you are in the world and that you are cooking that organic mixture of all of those different factors up i do know that you have to go so i'm just going to ask you really quickly if there was anything that you could tell our viewers about finding their purpose and starting to get into it, what would that be? All right, it's two things. I can never just pick one, come on. You go girl, go. <laughs> so one, and this is a mantra that I live by. I don't know if it came out of my mouth, out of Thomas's mouth or both of our mouths, but same thing. we live by, <laughs> same thing. Things don't take time, they take courage. Ah. So the thought of, yeah, it's, I have a, I have a painting of that in my room. It's how powerful. It's powerful. This thought of this needs to happen or that needs to happen, or I need to be more qualified or I need to do this. Oh, that preach. Means, yeah. That's an illusion. That's our fear and our ego trying to keep us safe. Yeah. Things don't take the amount of time. They take you being courageous in the present moment. And then time will simply nurture. Yeah. So, Put on your damn courage cap, and if and this is my second piece of advice, if you want to do something, my decision-making philosophy is very simple. Do it. The more you rationalize, well, people come to me, and they're like, Alex, I want to do this thing. I'm like, great, let's do it. And they're like, no, <laughs> I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> you came to me because you want to do this, and now I'm saying let's do it, and you don't want to do it. And again, uh -huh. it's that fear. The ego wants to keep us safe. So thank you for trying to keep us safe. But let's go to our higher self. What does our higher self actually want? Usually that always comes out. And you just have to do it. The Mel Robbins rule, turn your brain off, count to five, and just do the damn thing. Yeah. And you'll be astounded. You will be astounded of the magic and the beauty and the fulfillment that happens. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it every time. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for that. I would like to acknowledge all the visitors that visited our live today, although none did because Facebook kicked, it, kicked me off Facebook about three minutes into the live. So I'm going to have to go back and post it with the YouTube video. Thank you so much, Alex, for being here with us. And uh, God, I just love talking to you. You're, you're honestly one of my favorite peeps on the planet. So go take care of your business, my love, and I will talk to you later. Okay. Thanks for having me on. All right.